At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in, everybody. It is the VSIN Bet Center here on a NFL draft weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino. My partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, some finals on the Diamonds. The San Francisco Giants did indeed take out the Washington Nationals, even up that series at one game apiece. Nine to three, your final there. Giants winners on the run line, and the game goes over the total. A lot of unders these days, Mr. Salinas. The Cleveland Guardians take care of the A's three to one. This one goes over Minnesota over Tampa Bay, or excuse me, yeah, Minnesota over the Tampa Bay Rays, nine to one, the final there. Chicago taking care of business, shutting out the Los Angeles Angels four to nothing. The Angels down to their final half inning here, four to nothing in favor of the Chicago White Sox in the top of the ninth. The Miami Marlins lead the Mariners three to one, another low scoring game in the bottom of the sixth here. San Diego and Pittsburgh now tied at three apiece. San Diego was up three to one and Pittsburgh now evens it up in the home half of the fifth inning at three apiece and the San Diego Padres minus 125 favorites on the money line to go ahead and close this out. Uh, Four more innings left to go currently tied at three apiece. The Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles just a one nothing game right now for Boston in the top of the fourth inning. They are minus three dollars to go ahead and beat the Baltimore Orioles. The Texas Rangers over the Atlanta Braves, 2-1 to one in the top of the fourth inning. The New York Yankees add another run. They now lead KC 2 to nothing in the bottom of the third. The Yankees and Garrett Cole, minus 550 
on the money line to close this one out. The Milwaukee Brewers 3-1 to over the Chicago Cubs, Philadelphia, and New York still scoreless. And then the game coming up here pretty quick, right down the street from you in Denver, James, the Colorado Rockies and the Cincinnati Reds. The Rockies, they were swept by the Phillies, a four-game set that they fell on the road to Philadelphia, but they get healthy in returning to Coors Field on Friday night. They get healthy facing the Cincinnati Reds as well. Today it'll be red-hot Chad Cool. He's been outstanding for the Colorado Rockies, and he'll be facing Connor Overton, who is making his season debut. And the Rockies, of course, favored in this one as well. And like I said before the last break, uh, I have continued to just kind of auto-fade the Reds. I did it once earlier this season, and I'm back on that train again today. And it's just a dollar fifty Now, if you would have been auto-fading the Reds, you mentioned their record and where they stand and how poorly they played all season long. I think even beyond the first two games, I think the other 15 losses, you could have played the run line at maybe plus yeah. prices in some of these games. You'd be, oh man, you'd be making a fortune right now just firing the run line against the Reds. Right now, the run line for the Rockies laying one and a half is plus 120. I don't do a lot of run line bets. Rarely do I do that. And typically, if I do, it's not going to be with the home team. But with the young, with the with the Reds trotting out the, another young pitcher first start, now you're going to have to play at Coors and not expecting a whole lot of run support. Although the Reds did score 20 runs in the last four games, but it didn't really matter because I think their pitching staff gave up 30 plus runs in those four games, of which they lost all four. Just a man, what a what a struggle right now for the Reds team and coming into Coors and playing a Rockies team that we know the splits are always pretty skewed when it comes to the Rockies home versus how they hit on the road. And we saw that getting swept out there in Philadelphia. And always, it seems like anytime, usually it's more of an extended trip for the Rockies when they go out to the East coast and they usually come back with their, their collective tail between their legs after getting spanked out on the East coast in the national league. And usually the national league East really works the Rockies. We saw that short stint there with the, with the Phillies out East, but home cooking here for the Rockies kind of surprised. It's only a dollar 50 especially the fact that you mentioned Chad Cool as well as he's pitched being being with his new teammates here just to earn runs over the course of three starts in 16 and a third innings pitch holding opposing batters to just 145 I don't know where the Reds are going to find runs tonight but it's going to be a uh, hopefully it's another cool night for Chad Cool on the mound <laughs> no pun intended there uh yeah I think I played uh Colorado at minus 145 so it looks like it is ticked up in their favor just a little bit. That one will go in about five minutes from now. All right, let's get back to some more NFL draft talk. We talked about the uh, Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Ravens. You have a futures play already on the Philadelphia Eagles to win their division. i tell you a couple other teams that I really liked what they did in the draft. I think everybody loves what the New York Jets did. I mean, they, they just got some outstanding players. Sauce Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati, Garrett Wilson, uh, who most people believe was the best wide receiver in the draft out of Ohio State. Jermaine Johnson, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, the edge rusher out of Florida State. And then they add a running back, Brees Hall, out of Iowa State, who uh, I don't know if you saw that one on TV, but he was in a suite right here at Circus Sports. Brees right. Hall, very excited. Uh, I, I tell you, Robert Sala and the New York Jets, uh, the, the other team, I, I like their draft, and we can get to them in a minute, is the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought they did a really good job as well. But, uh, boy, I think the Jets all of a sudden went from, you know, the Jets to somebody that you really have to think about in the coming year. They got some star power in, in just a short time. 
and now we got to see it play out on the field. I think all these grades, these post draft grade, post draft grades, you know, it's immediate, right? And they put it out there, and everybody's wanting to absorb content. Really like to see post draft grades, maybe after four years from certain teams or from from certain years. I, I think about you. You mentioned the Jets, and yeah, got plenty of talent. They had three picks and players falling to them. I don't know if it was the Jets maneuvering so much. They had these plays for the most part and had players falling to them. Take advantage of that outside of the the last pick that you mentioned with with Johnson. But I think for Sala, I think head coach Robert Sala kind of put it in perspective. He said, look, I was an assistant with Seattle back in 2012. Our first three picks in that draft were Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson. Collectively, the grade we got was a D. Now look back. <laughs> That's great. Right? Now you look back on a decade, and I mean, Russell Wilson, potential Hall of Fame quarterback. By All mind, three Bobby of the, Wagner. Oh, two of the, those three guys uh, are potential Absolutely. Hall of Famers. Bobby Wagner, as well as he plays, still got some miles left on, on those cleats as well. So I, I kind of temper it to just say, okay, well, it looks good on paper. Let's see him actually get out to perform. And I think he's trying to do the same thing, not to downplay the talent that they were able to acquire within the draft, but to say, look, it's it's one thing to draft the talent, but they still have to fit in the NFL. These are college football, young college football players moving into the NFL. Now they're professionals, and you're in the hotbed of New York City I think for the Jets, the benefit is the fact that they have been such a bad team and a dysfunctional franchise for so long. I don't know if there is much of an expectation from the fan base for the Jets to do much of anything and not going to really matter if last year's number one pick and Wilson at the quarterback spot doesn't step, isn't able to live up to the expectations of being a high draft pick that he was back in 2021. So a lot of things have to factor in for a team to get better. But then you mentioned... Looking at just looking at the futures here, I mean, there's nothing for the Jets. Definitely helps build their roster for sure. But as far as getting involved with the future market, I mean, there's nothing here that I still think they're. I think the Dolphins really, honestly, are overrated here. At, at the Bills are are the favorite in the AFC East minus one ninety. The Dolphins are second, or basically for at BetMGM they're tied. They're both even. They're even at four dollars with the Patriots, and then the Jets sitting there at eighteen hundred. Nothing that moves the needle for me as far as wanting to get involved with the division for the Jets, and obviously not within the AFC. How loaded that that side of the conference is, but for the Jets at least being be able to put out more of a competitive product based on the talent break because now this won't be the look-ahead game anymore. This will not be the team that is on your schedule based at least based on the roster talent that they've acquired that teams would just say, oh, yeah, we get, we got to chalk this up for a W. Who are we playing next week? Don't start to look ahead too far past the Jets once they're on their schedule. Yeah, I, I think there is some pressure, uh, pressure on Zach Wilson now because the Jets have done a terrific job in giving him some weapons. The offensive line... You know, you always pray for health. Uh, injuries in the NFL yeah. just bother me year in and year out. But hopefully they remain healthy. Uh, he's got the running back. He's got the wide receiver help. And, I, you know, you talk about we should evaluate drafts, you know, three or four years later. You know, nothing could be more true. But at the same time, I don't think the Jets could have done any better. They, they did a fantastic job. And, and like you say, was it, was it maneuvering or luck that players fell to them? I, I think it was a little bit of both. But... Um, I, I think they did an outstanding job. I also like what the Kansas City Chiefs did. They got Trent McDuffie, a quarterback out of Washington. By the way, the University of Washington just seems to be defensive back university year in and year out. Uh, George Karloftis, the edge rusher out of Purdue. And then Sky Moore, a uh, really good wide receiver out of Western Michigan, a speed burner, absolutely. And then Leo Chenal, 
a linebacker out of Wisconsin. He may start as a special teamer or whatever, but we know about the weakness for the Chiefs and that defense. Now, Spagnola and company improved it certainly throughout the season, but the first half of the year, that Chiefs defense was awful. So I, I thought they did a good job filling some holes as well. Fill some holes. I think just the just the division that they're in, Brady. I mean, AFC West. You better how? do a you're good gonna have job to get drafting, after- right? Yeah, you're going to have to get after the passer because, well, then you've got Mahomes on your team on the offensive side for the Chiefs to be able to put points on the board. But, man, it's you're going to have to be able to build from, and I usually teams, some teams like to build from the back in, right, with the secondary. You're going to need a really good secondary. But I think key with any of these with the, within that division is going to be the pass rush and a consistent pass rush to be able to get there. I think Kansas City has been up and down when you talk about Frank Clark. I know Jones is tremendous on the and the interior uh, to be able to not only run stuffer but just command his presence in in the A and B gaps there to to bring on double teams, sometimes triple teams for Jones to open up pass or pass rush lanes for his teammates. But yeah, it remains to be seen. So I'll, I'll temper my expectations. But I, th- I don't think, aside from the Philly piece, and the draft really wasn't what solidified it for me to make that bet with Philly to to do that future bet for the NFC East. I think it's more so thinking about the team that they are, what they're going to look like going forward, rushing the football, and the commitment to doing that being physical. But the regression we're going to see out of Dallas, everybody gives them their best shot. They are going to play a first-place schedule. I think we definitely see some serious regression from the Cowboys. So it was a, a culminative effort for me to, to like the Eagles there in the NFC East plus 300. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I wasn't expecting uh, you know the performance out of Nick Sirianni as in, in his first year as head coach, but uh, he finished up the year strong Jalen Hurts as well Uh, I'm with you on a good season coming for the Eagles we'll be right back with more here on the Beeson Bet Center at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying. They, I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The Chicago White Sox finish off the Los Angeles Angels, complete the shutout there in Chicago, four to nothing, your final. And right down there at Coors Field in your neck of the woods, Mr. Salinas, the Reds are on the board, one to nothing. They lead the Colorado Rockies. And, you know, interestingly enough, we were talking about this, uh, previewing this game, the Colorado Rockies in the neighborhood of minus 145 to minus 150. Uh, prior to first pitch, and now trailing one to nothing, uh, they are down to minus 135 as they go to the home half of the inning there, trailing one to nothing, uh, yet to get their first at bat recorded here, but uh, the price has actually come down now on the Colorado Rockies, trailing the Reds one to nothing. Still no score between the Phillies and the Mets in the top of the fourth inning. Milwaukee leading Chicago three to one in the bottom of the third inning. New York up on Kansas City, two to nothing in the top of the fourth inning. Now minus eight hundred favorites to win that contest. The Texas Rangers leading the Atlanta Braves three to one in the top of the fifth inning, and Texas minus five hundred. Kind of interesting. Atlanta certainly hasn't been a World Series team so far this year. Still a game under five hundred, but plus three forty on the Atlanta Braves right now, trailing by two runs, batting in the top of the fifth inning. Still one to nothing Red Sox. My Orioles are hanging in there. They just can't put a run on the board. Boston minus 350 on the money line here, top of the fifth inning at Camden Yards. And Spencer, uh, Spencer Watkins still p- uh, pitching a nice game for the Baltimore Orioles. He is at a pitch count of 62, but so far just the one run that he has given up. The Miami Marlins leading the Mariners 3-1. to one. Pittsburgh and San Diego tied at three apiece. James, let's get back into some of the NBA playoff series talk, and I want to start with the uh, Heat and the 76ers. The series winner here, the Miami Heat, almost $4, minus $390, and the take back on the 76ers is 3-1, to one. and obviously this price heavily influenced by the star Joel Embiid being injured for the 76ers. Is it worth a shot at all to take three to one? I mean, that price is kind of absurd. Now we know how valuable Embiid is to this team, but boy, I mean, that's we we wouldn't otherwise see a number even close to this. No, I don't think there's a shot to do it without Embiid, and maybe he comes back at some point in this series, but he's not going to be anywhere close to 100. percent He was already dealing with ligament tears in his thumb, which probably I think he's going to have to have surgery on after the season is concluded, but. Now with the orbital bone, he's going to have to, if he does come back, most likely having to wear this mask on his face and just beat up and banged up. And he's he, he's such a 
I, I think for Philadelphia, we talked about this on both ends of the floor. When he's off the floor, the metrics just spiral downward for the Sixers defensively, offensively, you name it. Pressure now falls on James Harden to be the, the all-star, the superstar that he claims to be. And that team <laughs> seemed to kind of shuffle in and then shuffle out as soon as they realized yeah, he's really not that great of a – he's not a good – really not our guy in the locker room and not really a, somebody that we're going to gel with. And we've seen guys just and teams just jettison wanting to try to move away from Harden as much as they can. Now it's all on Harden to have to make the plays. And I think for Miami, they have the ability on the perimeter to guard Harden because they're going to be able to be a little more aggressive away from the basket against those ball screens with Harden and, and switch a lot of those ball screens and really force Harden to do a lot of dribbling. And I think that's what it's going to look like for Philadelphia. It's going to be a, a lot of the, this, the sets are really going to be a ball screen. They switch it. Now it's going to be Harden dribbling, 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 step back, shooting threes with two or three seconds on the shot clock. And, it's not going to be pretty basketball with Embiid out there, so I don't I don't recommend taking a play here, taking a plus price with the Sixers in this case. Embiid is just too impactful for that Sixers team. All right, let's look at the other side of the coin then. If you want to try and predict the exact series result, how about Heat and four at four to one? Yeah, I mean, I, I can think, the Sixers well, get one? If you want to bet I, Heat and five, it's plus 250. That's not bad either. And I would probably tend to lean more towards Heat in five than I would in four, a, a full sweep. It's a, it's so hard to sweep any team outside of the Nets, and that was complete <laughs> shocker to me. I had, Of all the series, that was the last series I thought would go in four games with the Celtics over the Nets. But I think for, for the Sixers, maybe not so much the Sixers. It may just be Miami. They're going to take, especially if they dominate, they're kind of similar to what we saw against Atlanta. And not that that game three loss to the, to the Hawks on the road what was kind of a laydown game for the Heat, but didn't bring their top. In, they didn't. They didn't play with a full hundred percent focus and effort in that game, and allowed Atlanta late in the game, and and the it make some big shots and and win that game, and then that kind of was the wake up call for the Heat for the next two games to finish off the Atlanta Hawks. You may see a game where Miami kind of just takes the takes it a little lightly going in and again they've they're going to have to deal with some load management. I think they did that with Jimmy Butler in game 5, the closeout game against the Hawks. He probably could have played if it was a if it was a elimination game the other way for the Heat. I'm sure he would have been out there competing, but didn't really I think they were confident enough to be able to win without him. Uh, but he's going to have maybe one of those games where he's not playing. And then Kyle Lowry, probably not going to play tomorrow, hasn't been playing recently because of his hamstring injury. He's an older player, going to take more time to recuperate. And now because of the advantage they have with Embiid being out, maybe they sit him longer. I just don't see a sweep potentially. I think Philly can get one of those games and then not be able to fit, not be able to keep it alive in game five. So if you're looking at an exact series price, I'd probably lean more towards Miami and five than as far as the sweep is concerned. Yeah, I agree with you. It is very difficult to sweep a team. I mean, you're asking a team to be just at the top of their game for four straight games in a row and not considering what the opponent's going to bring to the table. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I would vote on the sweep here uh, as well. And I talked about possibly betting on Philadelphia in that game one when you have a little bit of that fallen hero theory. You know they're going to come out firing uh, because nobody's giving him a chance right now with no Joel Embiid on the floor. So uh, I, I think it might be very telling what they come out with in game one, and maybe you can kind of make your adjusted series bet from there. 
Uh, I know you talked about the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. You figure the Warriors to advance there. You didn't want to try and predict in exactly how many games, but you did make a bet on the Warriors to play in the Western Conference Finals. That would mean getting past the Memphis Grizzlies. And you also like the Suns. You like the chalk here in the West to meet. And, and I'm with you with the Suns and the Golden State Warriors eventually meeting. It looked like it was going to be that way for most of the regular season until, uh, I don't know, maybe the last uh, eight to ten weeks when the Warriors suffered some injuries and they were overtaken in the standings by the Memphis Grizzlies. But sure enough, we're going to get the Warriors and the Suns, or I shouldn't say sure enough, but it looks like that way to me. They are favored to meet in the Western Conference Finals. But if you want to try and predict the exact series result between the Suns and the Mavericks, James, um, you know, I mean... I think at first glance, you could make an argument that this could go seven. That's better than three to one plus three ten. Uh, Suns and five is actually the favorite at three to one. So Suns and five and Suns and seven, a very close price there, right around three to one. Interesting. Yeah, and for the Suns being able to close out at home, I I feel like this could. Uh, yeah, I I think that's where. The health of Devin Booker, we did see him come back. I don't know if he's completely 100% healthy, but that is really going to be take some of the pressure off Chris Paul because we're going to see Chris Paul. He's not going to be able to sustain that high level of play for each game. He's going to have to be able to take a game, not so much a game off, but I think Devin Booker on the court from a scoring perspective in the half court is going to take pressure off of Chris Paul to not have to handle the ball on certain possessions. There's going to be some possessions where Paul is on the floor where he may not facilitate anything and he's kind of taken sometimes teams and players will will take some they'll they'll use the offensive side of the floor to uh, to rest in a sense and I think Devin Booker allows Chris Paul to be able to do that. I also think the Suns have some matchups, not that they're going to shut Luka down. Luka's going to get his, but I think he's going to have to work for it and he's going to have to expend a lot of energy to be able to put the ball in the basket with some of the different looks that he's going to see whether it's I think mainly it's going to be Bridges. He's terrific to stay in front of the basketball, but but not really I think the strength from Luka if it is Bridges is going to try to back him down onto the block uh, and and play with his back against the basket, maybe somewhere on the elbow line, uh, the free throw line extended as well. But, you know, you can switch Crowder out onto him. You can bring Torrey Craig off the bench and give him a few minutes on Luka. So rotating some fresh and different looks against Luka Doncic for the Mavs, I think that's going to be the challenge for Dallas is who's going to be that consistent second score. Brunson showed in that series against the Jazz that he can do that, but this is the this is the Suns team, not the Jazz team. The Jazz that was that team was so disconnected on both ends of the floor. They were disconnected in the locker room. Brady, I think we're going to see a lot of transition and turnover on that roster as well as the coaching staff too. Anytime you're disconnected here, it's easy to take advantage of some of those teams. That's why I really loved cleaning up in that second half on the Mavs to close that out in the in Game Six uh, for the final two quarters. I don't like that matchup here against the Suns. This team's very connected, terrific, a well-coached team with Williams' terrific chemistry on the court. Everybody knows their roles, and they play accordingly. I love the chemistry for the Suns. I think they move on. It could be either in five or six games. I'd tend to lean towards six games. I agree with you, and you can get four to one on that. I, I think the Mavericks can definitely take two games in this series, and I don't think it is beyond the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the, the New Orleans Pelicans just, just took two games. Now, I know Booker you know, wasn't in there for a couple, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more on the other side. we got to get out of here and take a break. We'll be right back in a moment inside the V-CIN Bet Center.
is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. Compete for cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 years and older, terms and conditions may apply. Other eligibility restrictions. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Welcome back into the Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you talking a little NBA basketball and no better time than the present to bring in a man, a third voice to the conversation. It's Jim Ozarski from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Covers the Milwaukee Bucks, and you can follow him on Twitter at Jim Ozarski. That is O-W-C-Z-A-R-S-K-I. And Jim, thank you for being so kind. I know you had some plane delays and all that fun stuff uh, that we deal with when we travel. So thank you for sticking with us and uh, coming on to talk a little Milwaukee Bucks and playoff basketball. Uh, of course, the big story with the Bucks, and I was speaking with my partner James earlier I really liked what this team showed me in about the last month or so of the regular season and then went on quite a run and disposed of the Chicago Bulls quite easily. But this is a different test, and now maybe the loss of Chris Middleton really rears its head. They've got the Boston Celtics on deck who have looked really strong in their sweep of the Brooklyn Nets. What are your initial thoughts on this series coming up? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that this is – you know, no disrespect to the other side of the bracket, but I, I think that, you know, Boston has been the best team in the East um, since Christmas, arguably as, as good or better than Phoenix or Memphis. Um, whereas Milwaukee, you're right. They've kind of hit their stride late in the season, but yeah, the, the Chris Middleton injury is big and it's not just because he's a guy who can create his own shot in, in offense, but defensively, you know, at six seven with a much longer wingspan, you know, he's a guy who could relieve Wesley Matthews or Drew Holiday on a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. So, um, you know, you lose a three-time All-Star. Uh, those those guys aren't growing on trees. So, yeah, the Bucks are going to have some work to do in this series. Jim, so let's talk about that defense of the Milwaukee Bucks, and and we know with with. Coach Bud, it's really the drop coverage on the ball screens. We are going to protect the paint and the free throw line extended underneath of there and funnel everything out to the three-point line and and make teams have to shoot. Now, Boston takes a lot of three-point shots. So do the Bucs. Both these teams are in the top ten when it comes to three-point shooting attempts during the regular season. But I'm wondering with Chris Middleton out of there now and you, and you look at the, the size and with Brooke Lopez coming back, I mean, both teams are going to trot out some pretty large front lines on the front court in particular for the Bucks, what they're going to look like up front, protect the paint. I'm feeling like, what does that look like from the guard perspective and, and their ability to switch out? Cause they're all pretty similar in size, both off starting guards and off the bench. What is it going to look like defensively? What adjustments are the Bucks going to have to make with the absence of Chris Middleton? Well, it's interesting because in the bull series, they elected to go big early. They, they inserted six ten Bobby Portis in the starting lineup. And that just helped create more of an issue for DeMar DeRozan. Now, DeMar is a mid-range player. I mean, it really took away a lot of his spacing. And it sort of, there was a trickle-down effect in Chicago where Zach Levine also had, had Drew Holiday on him. So it, it, it worked. Now, with Boston, you're right. It's a little different. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, 
more willing and able to shoot threes than DeMar DeRozan. So what's, what's the counter? Um, it would seem like Grayson Allen would be a logical start for, 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 you know, Mike Budenholzer, you know, you get another guard, a, a perimeter wing type of player, maybe Pat Connaughton, and you bring Bobby Portis off the bench. But look, if you choose to go big again in the early going, maybe Giannis Adenokounmpo moves off Marcus Smart, and it's uh, you know, he maybe he's more of a of a rover type. So I we'll see. Um, the Chris Middleton injury in this this series, guys, defensively, it, it opens up some questions for Mike Budenholzer, and I don't know if we have those answers just yet. Jim, uh, James alluded to it. Uh, both of these teams will chuck up a lot of three-pointers, but they don't rank especially high in making three-pointers. Milwaukee a little bit better than Boston, and, and that's really been kind of a weak spot for this Milwaukee defense. It even goes back a couple of seasons when we saw the Miami Heat take advantage of it and advance all the way to the NBA Finals. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks just not a strength of their defense in defending the three, but their opponent, the Boston Celtics, doesn't shoot the three all that well. Uh, who do you see this being a benefit for, or is Boston going to try and take advantage of that? We know they put up a lot of threes. Do you think that's going to be a focal point for their offensive attack? Yeah, I, th- I think it has to be because it's uh, whether Bobby Porter starts or not, you've got two of the best rim protectors in basketball in Brooke Lopez and Giannis Adekumbo. And while Robert Williams III and Al Horford have done a very good job of, of – you know, along with the team defense of the Celtics, making Boston a very, very good paint-protecting team themselves, um, it's just not the same. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and, and 7 feet, right? So, yeah, the, the Celtics are going to have a lot of threes. They're going to have a lot of open shots. And, yeah, I think they're going to have to take them. And what the Bucks do, and it drives Milwaukee fans crazy, you know, because when they lose a game where, where the opponent makes 24 threes, um, that – that's just what it is for the Bucks, you know, and they're not, they're not conceding it necessarily, you know, but, but the percentages, as you just said, are not in usually in an opponent's favor to make that many. <laughs> right. So I think, I, I think you'll see, and, and to your point, I, I think you made it Oka, you know, look, they all come from the Popovich kind of thing, you know, they, they guard the dunker spot along the baseline, they guard the paint. So if the Bucks are going to make 22 threes, he may, I'm sure is going to say, Hey, the math says they're not going to do it again. And I think Mike Boonholzer would, would say the same. So I don't know if this is a three-point series, guys. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if either team wins a game making a whole boatload of threes. And you, you'll hear each coach postgame say, well, you know, <laughs> if they're going to make 23 threes, that's what it is. I, I think that's just um, – I don't know if it's a recipe for four wins, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if – if a, if a game or two goes, you know, with one of those high, high value three point games. Jim, can you take us inside the locker room? Cause I think one of the, the, you know, it's hard, it's hard to quantify when you're talking about the intangible of chemistry. And I think for a team like the bucks, not only with the championship medal, having been the, coming into this season as the defending uh, NBA champions, but this is a team that's very connected. You know, Giannis, the, a lot of talk, was he going to leave? He signed the contract. He wanted to be there. He stated that. He talked about his love for his teammates, and I think everybody understands the identity of this team and their roles and how they fit within that. Can you kind of talk about right now this locker room with the loss of Chris Middleton uh, 
you getting the sense that, hey, we are the champs, we are going to pick up and we are going to rally around our fallen teammate and everybody's going to pick up their intensity level and their level of play another notch higher because we know how to do that as the defending champs. Yeah, you're right. And it's not just, um, you know, the fact that they're defending champs. It's how they won the title. Giannis Adenokumo was not available in the Eastern Conference Finals. What happens? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, the two other all-stars um, step up. And then Jeff Teague, of all people, steps up and has a great, uh, has a great game in Game 6 in Atlanta. That, that's the thing that just has to happen for this group. Um, they've been there. They've been oh, down 0-2 you know, to Brooklyn, to Phoenix. They lost on the road. So if they were to lose two games in Boston, you know, Celtics fans might be rejoicing and, and maybe the national talking point would be, hey, you know, the Celtics, can they sweep? But the, Cel- but the, the, the Bucks will say, well, that's what they do at home court. We'll win two at home because they've done it before. So I think, guys, it's important to remember that it's not just that they won, it's how they won. And you're right, they're not going to be intimidated or afraid about any of that stuff, even with an all-star down. Jim, just about a minute left here. What is your thought on the series? The Celtics are a pretty decent sized favorite, minus two hundred. You got to bet two hundred dollars to win one hundred. The take back on the Bucks is plus one seventy five, and I'm sure that price is influenced at least a little bit by the loss of Chris Middleton. What is your thought? I mean, does this thing go seven, or do you think the Celtics will control as the odds would indicate? Uh, no, I think this is this screams seven games to me, guys. Um, I'm, I'm someone, you know, who, who I roll with the champion until they're no longer the champion. (laughs) So while that would mean winning on the road at TD garden, I've seen that before. So I think it does go seven, which is, I guess, basically a coin flip. And, um, but I, I would say that, uh, at least Milwaukee for me is still the, the team to beat until they're beaten. Well, I hope you're right. I'd love to see these teams slug it out. They certainly look like the class of the East right now. It's a shame that Middleton probably won't be around. But, Jim, thank you again for making time for us today. Really appreciate it. And enjoy some basketball pretty soon here, my friend. Thank you very much. All right. That is Jim Ozarski of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You can follow him on Twitter at Jim Ozarski. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you. Just rolling through the VEASAN Bet Center here. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. No real changes on the Major League scoreboard. The Seattle Mariners batting in the top of the ninth inning, trailing the Miami Marlins 3-1, to one, still locked at three apiece. San Diego with Pittsburgh, that one at PNC Park. The Sox still hanging on to a one to nothing lead over the Baltimore Orioles. They're now in the bottom of the sixth inning there at Camden Yards. The Texas Rangers still 3-1 to over the Braves. Top of the seventh inning now in Arlington. The New York Yankees 3 to nothing over the Kansas City Royals. Bottom of the fifth inning there. Milwaukee 4-1 to over the Chicago Cubs in the top of the fifth. Still scoreless in New York. The New York Mets 0-0 with the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds 1-0 an early lead over the Colorado Rockies, who are batting in the bottom of the third inning. Joining us now is another baseball man, Derek Carty, one of the best in the biz, a Major League Baseball fantasy analyst for ESPN and Roto Grinders and EV Analytics. You can follow him on Twitter, at Derek Carty, a frequent guest here on the network and also inside the VEASAN Bet Center. Derek, thank you so much for joining us once again. And before we get into maybe some of your thoughts on the first 20 games or so, of this season. I do want to preview the late game coming up this evening in Chavez Ravine. The Detroit Tigers have won just six games all season. They will be at LA and facing Clayton Kershaw. It'll be Bo Brisky for the Tigers. Los Angeles opened this series with a five to one victory over the Tigers on Friday night. And now Detroit has dropped six in a row heading into this season. I saw a lot of really sharp opinions on over-the-season win total for Detroit, and I also saw some very sharp opinions on under-the-season win total for Detroit. So where are you on this Tigers team and, and this game tonight? Can they get things turned around? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the Tigers are not a very good baseball team. I did think the over uh, had some value at the start of the year. Tonight, neither side, you know, projects to have value. You know, the Dodgers' money line is 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 huge. You know, and uh, and the projection is huge. You know, they project to win about seventy six percent of the time, uh, but you have to lay huge odds, you know, to bet them. So. I wouldn't bet that. If I was going to bet anything on the game line, I'd probably bet the over here. Uh, my projection system, the bat, does have this projected about a run and run and a half higher than Vegas. So that's how I would look, you know, to bet that. Or, you know, even better, I would dig into some of the player props. You know, Trey Turner's stolen base over looks pretty good. Uh, Chris Taylor's doubles over looks pretty good. Depending on the odds you get on it, Clayton Kershaw's strikeout over looks decent so that's more the way i would probably look to approach this game tonight yeah Derek, i was actually looking at clayton kershaw and his strikeouts with three strikeouts tonight he will be the all-time strikeout king for the dodgers franchise and moving ahead of don sutton tonight however it's sitting at seven and a half it's juiced significantly significantly at a dollar 60 to the under uh so i didn't get involved but i was looking that way as well and i wanted to get your perspective and and start to try to feel like now we've been in a few weeks a lot of talk about the 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 ball which ball are they using raised seams dead and ball restricted flight ball like they do in in softball leagues like the <laughs> ball is not flying out of the ballpark we know that a lot of talk about the the impact and the scoring and a lot of unders coming through in major league baseball but i want to get your perspective on why do you think they are doing that? I thought the idea was to put butts in the seats and people want to see the long ball and see runs scored. Why would Major League Baseball start to tinker with the ball to bring scoring down, in your opinion? I mean, it's a good question because this doesn't feel like a funner product than what we've had the last few years. You know, chicks dig the long ball. Uh, <laughs> Major League Baseball has kind of made it a point to say that their goal is to kind of bring down home runs. And I guess the goal is to try to, I guess, more get more action in the game. You know, fewer home runs, fewer strikeouts, more balls in play, more things happening. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a better product. You know, that was their goal, and that's certainly what they're getting this year, maybe, maybe more than they were hoping for. But, uh, yeah, I can't tell you why necessarily Major League Baseball thinks this is the right thing for the future of the game. And maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, I mean, no doubt about it. Run scoring is down and home runs are down this year. And uh, while we don't know for sure why that's the case, it certainly seems like it has to do uh, in large part with this new baseball. Derek, uh, James and I were talking earlier about this game going on currently, the Boston Red Sox visiting the Baltimore Orioles. And I actually played the Orioles today at plus 155, this team, like the Detroit Tigers, only has six wins on the year. I actually bet under their season win total. Uh, but this kid, Spencer Watkins, has pitched pretty well in his uh, three starts so far this year. He's only given up two earned runs, gave up one today in nearly six innings of work. And here, here's another low-scoring game for you. But Baltimore hanging around and staying close to the uh, Red Sox, trailing by just one run. Are you of the thought that this Baltimore Oriole team may be a little better than their record would indicate? Yeah, absolutely. I actually like the over on on the Orioles win total at the start of this year. You know, we'll see how that winds up. But this is a team that does have a decent amount of talent, you know, especially on the hitting side. You know, losing John Means isn't ideal. I'm, I'm not a believer in Watkins at all. 
I think in general, this pitching staff has a lot of problems, but I don't think they're like the stone worst team in baseball. You know, they're, they're, you know, just normal bad. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Well, and so thinking about it from the fielding percentage perspective, Derek, we talk about more balls being in play, right? Well, that means more opportunities for players to make plays out in the field and also to kick balls around. And I feel like we're seeing a number of teams, I think of the White Sox in particular, it just it, they're putting errors on the board each and every night in Major League Baseball. Uh, does that factor into some of the metrics that you now have to kind of adjust because more balls are being put in play and now there's more pressure being put on opposing defenses? Yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime you do a projection, you should be trying to account for for everything. So, you know, my projection system is going to account for there being, you know, more balls in play, fewer home runs. And then from there, you know, you take the defensive projection and, you know, you apply it that way. So, yeah, the defender, the you know, the defenders are going to see higher volume because of this. And uh, yeah, that means we're going to see a higher volume of errors as well. Uh, whether the rate of errors has gone up this year, I'm not sure. It's certainly possible, especially with a shortened spring training. Maybe guys are, um, you know, maybe not quite in tip-top form, you know, this early in the year. But, yeah, you know, fielding is going to matter more in a run environment like this than it would have previously. Derek, I want to get your thoughts on the Houston Astros. Uh, this team, of course, got to the World Series last year, and they have really underperformed so far this season yet they're still pretty short as far as the odds board to win the American League, win the division, what have you. I guess the odds makers are expecting this team to turn it around. Uh, Would you expect them to get into the company of the teams like the Dodgers and the Mets and the Yankees and the teams that are really killing it right now through the first 20 games of the season? Do you think Houston uh, is far from done? Yeah, Houston is uh, definitely not done. Houston still has a lot of talent. Um, especially on the pitching side. Uh, My projection system has them as the third best team in the American League the rest of the way. And so, yeah, I don't have too many concerns about Houston. They're, you know, anytime we're dealing with, I mean, we're what, three three weeks into the season, three weeks and a couple days. Uh, We're still dealing with very small sample sizes. You know, strength of schedule is going to play a big part here. You know, just random variance is going to play a big part here. So this is a Houston team that is still, you know, among the elite in the American League. Derek, so thinking about the a lot of times early in the season, I'm just betting first fives, just going with starting pitching matchups. But talk to me about a, can you identify a few teams that you like as far as the the talent in the bullpen as well as the depth in the bullpen? Some teams that we can start to keep our eye on if we're looking to make some plays for a full nine innings. Yeah. So uh, let me pull up my bullpen rankings real quick. So uh, best bullpen and best bullpen in baseball. Uh, is the Dodgers. Uh, the Brewers are really good. The White Sox are really good. Uh, the Mariners have kind of a sneaky good bullpen. So, yeah, there's uh, you know definitely something that I feel like gets overlooked when people try to analyze game lines, but it's it's important, you know, especially early in the year. You know, some guys aren't fully stretched out yet. You know, most guys are starting to get to that point now. But, you know, just the trend in baseball the last few years has been Starters are not going as deep into games as they used to. Teams are realizing that, you know, the third time through the order penalty is real, especially weaker pitchers. You don't want to let stay in the game too long. And so the bullpen becomes uh, much more important. Derek, I've got to let you go. We're out of time. But what's the kid for uh, Toronto? I have just been so impressed with him closing out ballgames. Is it Romero? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. The Jays definitely have uh, have some good arms in that bullpen as well. Yeah, he he has been very impressive uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, they're keeping pace with the New York Yankees in a very competitive American League East. Derek, thanks as always for joining us here on the Veasan Bet Center. We'll do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, that is Derek Cardi. Check him out on Twitter at Derek Cardi. We'll be back with some more. Baseball updates, NFL draft, hockey talk coming on uh, pretty soon before we get out of here as well. It is the VEASAN Bet Center. We'll be right back. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting on to help improve your betting on to help improve your betting on to help improve. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.